I'm betting that on your refrigerators you have a clipping, a clipping of a wedding, your son and daughter's school achievements, sports things. Those events occurred irregardless of the clipping. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And uh, I got a lot of things going on, and I'm not going to waste a ton of time doing it. Uh, So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to prep the way I should have prepped. (laughs) And Actually, first of all, first and foremost, welcome to the show. This is uh, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. And again, I'm your host. Mark Scalia. And we do this every week. We do it live. This is not um, this is not a podcast. Uh, the show's become archived, but we are live. We go out live every single week, and it's, uh, it's a ton of fun for me. I love doing it. I love doing the show. I love being live. I love alive. <laughs> I want to be alive. And as always, uh, there's three ways you can listen to the show. One, you can listen live, which is probably what you're doing right now, which is fantastic. You listen... Through my website, markscalia.com, I have a couple listeners uh, right now. I can see you through my analytics. I can see you. That's the first way you can listen. The second way you can listen is if you want to participate actively, you want a live chat, all you got to do is click the box you're listening to, and it'll zing you right over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com, and you can live chat, and uh, you want to do some of that because there's some weird comments that always float around all the time on on the chat room. So it's fun. And it reminds me of the old, uh, I said the old, uh, the early 90s when there were chat rooms on America Online. There's a reference no one will get. Uh, how about this? Hello? Is that, oh, fuck. I was downloading a song and now it's fucked. Uh, so, uh, and the third way you can listen is uh, you can listen to the archive show, which are now uh, set up. Just, uh, to, uh, let me repeat all that. You can listen to the archive show, which are uploaded to iTunes, and you can listen to them at your leisure. And as every week we love to do, we start with the, uh, the Happening Now monologue, just like this. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's the When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And a lot's been going on this week. A ton of stuff's been going on, and I'm glad to catch you guys up. First of all, I bought the, where is it? I bought this software today. It's called Mac Tuneup, and it's uh, a company called Macware. Uh, I don't know if you guys have a Mac. I've had a Mac for a long time. Uh, I'm not crazy about it. It's just a computer, and uh, I enjoy it because it's a computer. But 
it's it, so I bought this because my computer gets a little glitchy as as most things do. So what I decided to do is with the, the what it is it's a tune up thing. You can you can um you run the software and it gets rid of files you don't need and it it uh, deletes certain things and it cleans up. So it basically runs your computer a little faster. I installed it today and um I said yeah clear up my computer. I come back and fucking everything's missing. I was like, it cleaned up so well, it erased everything. It's like, I don't, you know, that's the way my mother used to clean my room when I was a kid. <laughs> She'd come in and go, you don't need this and throw it in the bag. That's how she cleaned my room. So uh, it erased my calendar settings, which is weird. But then I got them back. I had to delete the accounts and reinitialize the accounts, which it's not too bad. But it took me about 15 minutes to figure out what to do. Because you never know what's missing. So that's part of the thing. The second thing is deflate gate part, I don't know, 1800. Everybody's got something to say. Miss America, they asked her the question, which is bullshit. Do you think Tom Brady cheated? Her first thing was something like, no, uh, I don't think he cheated. But yeah, maybe he did cheat. And if he did cheat, yes, um, he should be punished for it because he's cheating. And I'm like, yes. And uh, it's in uh world peace and uh you know, shut up just shut up just shut shut up shut up stand there where bait and suit look pretty that's miss america let's do that you never mother Teresa was never miss america you know what i mean i mean she was a wonderful woman but it's a different whole it's a whole different caliber i'm not saying that they don't do wonderful things as a as a thing but you know <laughs> i got two words for you sarah palin okay any my niece is in a beauty. My niece is one of those. She can. She goes to the pageants and stuff, and she's Miss. Uh, hold on, Miss Preteen. I don't know. I got a picture up there. Uh, she's Miss Preteen, Massachusetts, or Miss Teen. I don't even know. They're given new titles, but I. I tell her. I go. Don't fucking do that. Don't. When somebody asks you a question, just answer it normally. Don't worry about your answer is going to be. Just do it. Uh, everybody's doing deflate bait. Now they got uh, CNN spokespeople. Everybody's like a, a team of scientists from PBS are now an analyzing deflate gate. Well, fuck it. Who cares? Who cares? You know what I mean? Who cares? Leave Tom Brady alone, right? Yeah. There you I go. love Tom Brady. Oh, the, yes, junior ambassador. As you know, he's a very good friend of mine. Yeah, and Tom Brady endorsed <laughs> Donald Trump for president, or at least the Patriots did. Boom, shakalaka. What are you going to do about that? Anyway. Uh, not much you can do. Um, I gotta say, I'm still on my diet, the uh, 80 10 10, or as otherwise known as the 811 or the 811 RV. Uh, and I've, I, I'm doing pretty good, I'm still doing all right. It's tough eating this much fruit because I'm hungry. And today was bad, I was out most of the morning and I didn't eat. And I was like, fuck, it was just insane how hungry I got. And I was like, I'm driving up the Sylvan Street Strip and there's Taco Bell and Burger King and Papa Gino's and McDonald's. And I'm like, no. So I went to I went to Market Basket, which I, I was better off going to fucking Taco Bell. It was insane. It was just insane. So I went to Taco Bell and I got uh, you know, I got I got some I got a honeydew melon. Uh and some uh, some salad, which was terrible. And I came home and ate my Brussels sprouts. But other than that, the, the the it's it's real. It's a hard discipline, and I'm trying my best. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it for another few days, and I'm going one week at a time. So, wish me good. I'm I'm actually doing all right. I think I'm down. It's mostly water weight, I would imagine, but I feel better. 
And speaking of feeling better and things happening, I got a lot of stuff coming on, especially in the Salem area. Um, the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival for January 14th, 17th, which I'm producing, uh, in is uh, it's it's so underway. I just lo- I just locked in another partner, and I'm very close to locking in a marketing uh, guru, which it's going to blow it all apart. It's going to be one of the biggest things in Salem. I'm really hoping for it. I'm getting really excited for it. And it's, you know, it's four months away, five months away, but there's a lot of work I got to do in that five months, but it's a lot of fun. Things that are quicker uh, coming up in December, Christmas Carol tickets. They're selling out, baby. They're selling out. A lot of the trolleys are already sold out. So if you want to get tickets, you got to go to SalemTrolley.com and click the special tours uh, link, and that'll send you to the schedule, and then you can pick pick your tickets, and then you buy the tickets right online. Speaking of buying tickets online, he's back. Charlatan is back. He's back Mondays because he figured if he moved his night, people wouldn't find him. <laughs> so he is um uh he's gonna be in Salem at the Gallows Hill uh theater, museum theater. Gallows Hill, I don't even know what it's called. Museum Theater, I guess it's called. Uh, yes, Brendan, you got to see it. Oh, my sister. Wait, hold on. Let me back up a little bit. My sister said, um, even, she, let's see, junior ambassador preteen, that's it. She didn't answer like the girl's answer. We liked Miss Alabama's question. I didn't watch any of it. I just heard the highlight. That's it. I don't care. It's a beauty pageant, and I'm not a, I'm not a beautiful man, and I'm old, so I can't do that. If they had a, if they had a cratchety 40-something pageant, I'd fucking win that. I would fucking tear that shit up. Um. Yes, Brendan, and yes, you got to come see Charlatan. It's uh, he's very funny. Uh, he's uh, he's a magnificent, magnificent uh, medium, and uh, I think he's got different things happening this year. So you're going to enjoy that. So let's move things along with the game uh, we're going to play. Uh, we haven't played this in a while. How about a little free sample, everybody? Remix. It is new music created from old music. Play this record as frequently as possible. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Yes. So the free sample game, we have not played in a very long time because I haven't found anything. And uh, I figured this might be the last one of the year on to play. So how many people remember this song in 1997? Yes, that's Will Smith getting jiggy with it. But the reason free sample is called free sample is he actually... He might be singing this song, but this song is not his song. Do you know what the original song that is actually pulled out of this is? It's it's almost 20 years previous. It's it's from Sister Sledge. Yes, you do. It's He's the Greatest Dancer. Next week, I'm standing up the whole show. I'm not going to sit. I bought a new chair, by the way, to... Oh, my back. Anyway. That is The Greatest Dancer by Sister Sledge. And that's where Will Smith got getting jiggy with it. But did you know, if you put together He's the Greatest Dancer from Sister Sledge from 1979 and getting jiggy with it, with it, Will Smith 1997, you know what you get? You get getting jiggy with The Greatest Dancer. <laughs> Big Willie Styles all in it. Getting jiggy with it. Get jiggy with it. 
I could see Brendan jamming right now. So that is the game. And we have not played in a very long time. And again, because I haven't found anything. But that may be the last one. Because next month, uh, the game I'm going to be playing with you guys is, uh, you know, Jigsaw is coming back. And that's going to scare the fuck out of a lot of people. So, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. I am your host, Mark Scalia, and we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we have an amazing, funny comic uh, doing a bang-up job around the Boston area. His name is Todd Clay, and you'll get to meet him right after the break. You're listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. Coming to Salem this October. His vision's outrageous. His predictions outlandish. His knowledge of the future is both ridiculous and benign. He is the world-renowned psychic. He is the hysterical medium-at-large charlatan. Performances October 5th, 12th, 19th, and 26th. Just go to gallowshillsalem.com and click the Psychic Show link. Hello. This is Paul Landwehr. Check out Radio Irregardless, hosted by the hilarious Mark Scalia, every night at 8.30. Uh, it's not every night, though. I messed up. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via the phone this time, the phone, <laughs> Mr. Todd Clay. What's happening? There he is. <laughs> there I am. Oh, Todd, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, man. Doing all right. Yeah? I'm doing all right. How's things? Good? Yeah, things are good. Things are good. Uh, oh, my wife just uh, put up a link. Yes, tickets on sh- for Charlatan running Monday nights in October oh. at the Gallus Hill Theater. She put that all up. So enough about me and Charlatan and all this other stuff. Todd, uh, you are, um, uh, thanks for being a, a part of the show tonight. Uh, I'm just adjusting some volumes. I seem a little distracted. But uh, uh, you are doing an amazing job around the Boston area. And not just around the Boston area. You're going all over the place, my friend. You're like... You're like the busy, busy, busy bee. Yeah, man. I'm learning, trying to keep on, you know, hit the stages as much as I can, you know? Yeah. And when, now I'm trying to think, we met uh, probably, what was it? Murphy's in Salem, was it? Yes. It, yeah, was, it was in Salem. It was Murphy's in Salem. That's, uh, what, like, was that last year? Or oh, Murphy's was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was last year. Well, no, I was uh, I was in L.A. last year, so it had to be the year before. Oh, yeah. Well, wow, it's been two years. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was a summer. But, yeah, that's where I met you. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of the open mic showcase. And um, you were doing you were doing very well. And I was like, I hadn't seen you for a little bit because our, I, I wasn't doing the circuit as much. And then I saw you a bunch of times at, um, I'm trying to think, it's a real shitty room. <laughs> it's, it was a sh- oh, no, wait a minute. I saw you yeah. up at... Um, uh, was it a place in New Hampshire? Oh my goodness! Uh, oh, uh, not the Winter Circle, is it? No. Yeah, no. I saw you at the Winter Circle, and then I was like, "Oh my god, I haven't seen Todd in a while." And w- w- then I, you did a contest at the Little Alley Theater. 
Yep. Uh, and then that was like, that was almost a year ago or something. And then I was like, you know, yep. I haven't seen, and then I saw you at Pinatas a couple, uh, almost a month ago. And I was like, yep. you know, I, I gotta, I gotta get Todd on the show. And you've been like, you've been ducking me, bitch. You've been fucking ducking me. <laughs> you've been ducking me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did have a year in LA, so I was 3000 miles away. I couldn't do too much with that. Oh, what was LA? How were you doing in LA? Uh, we, my girlfriend and I decided to, you know, we hated our jobs and just wanted to do something different. So we moved up to California, went to Los Angeles and yeah, it was interesting. It was fun. I definitely had a good time. Nice. And, uh, did you do stand up out there? I did. I went to the first two months I was there. I was on unemployment from Massachusetts. Don't tell. Um, but, uh, I went to open mics like almost every night out there because they have open mics. I mean, there's so many open mics in LA. It's crazy. And it's seven yeah. days a week. So if you want to do five open mics in one night, if you feel like doing it, you can do it. So that's what I did for the first two months out there. I just grinded like crazy. And then I went and get a job like a dummy. And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I had to cut my, my open mics back, but yeah, it was, it, it had a lot of fun out there, but, um, I had a, I had a heart attack, uh, February 22nd last what? year and that kind of threw a wrench in things. What happened? And, uh, yeah, I had a heart attack last year, February 22nd. Dude, you're like younger than me. Oh, I'm sorry, January 22nd. Yeah, I was 46, well, uh, 45 when it happened. Yeah, yeah you're still crazy. fucking younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> what the, why? Yeah, what it's you... one of those pottery things in my family. One of those, I thought I had another 20 years left, but it was all that good living I did when I was growing up, you know? Wow. Partying all the time, so. So it's more genetic. Yeah, it's, most... it, was it lifestyle or genetic? It was more genetic, I think, and oh. uh, it might have been lifestyle. I mean, I was eating a lot of bacon for the last, you know, forty years. So, <sighs> yeah, I'm on a fruit. I'm on a fruit diet, dude. I'm doing all right, but I'm trying. I do I just, miss bacon. We, you know, we just had to clean out all the garbage out of the fridge. <laughs> you know, we're trying to start over again. So, <laughs> wow, we'll that's see. that is fucked up. Well, you're doing good now, right? You're you're. Are you on? Oh yeah. Are you, what is yep. it? Lipitor? Is it Lipitor? Yeah, Lipitor and, yep. and uh, Torvastat. And all. I take like I remember you know, seeing my grandmother taking all these pills. I'm like, what are you going to take all those pills for? I'm like, now I got to take all the pills. I'm like, ah, I get it. <laughs> now I get it. Oh fuck me! That spooked me. Just I just spooked my. You just spooked me out, dude. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a joke in my act. I say I used to do a lot of drugs when I was when I was young, so I could get high and party. Now I just take drugs so I can live. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh my god, do you have kids? No, okay. no, I let everybody else do that. Well, I was gonna I say, if you have kids, you gotta watch out because they'll steal you. They'll steal you. They'll steal you dope. They just will fucking yeah. They'll come up. They take you dope. These little fucking maggots. I don't know. I got nothing good now. I just started a new job uh, this week, and I found out they do random drug testing. So I had to give up smoking pot. Oh no! Yeah, it's killing me. Believe me, it's the one thing in life that I really enjoy, and you know, can't do that anymore because you know. What I do on my own time might be get me in trouble on the job. No, that's not cool, dude. That's not cool. Nah, it bums me out. It's a bummer. You know what my but problem I is? Need to eat. I used to I used to smoke. Well, I didn't smoke all the time, but I smoked uh, kind of. I would say fairly, you know, infrequently. Maybe three or four every three or four months, I'd have a, you know, I'd have a joint or something like that. But now it's like if I. I if I smoke anything, I like freak the fuck out. I mean, is is there good oh, weed? So much stronger now. Yeah, it's like evil. I'm no, like it's crazy. I smoked some stuff out in California called Girl Scout Cookie, and I was on another planet for like an hour. I heard about Girl Scout Cookie. I heard about yeah, it. Yeah, stuff's I, incredible. Holy crap! You know, I just can't. You just you know, can't you just smoke a little bit and go oh, like that's why I'll just have. Brandy. I don't know. 
I'll drink a little brandy. Everybody's telling me to. I got it. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Everybody's telling you what? I'm sorry. Nobody's telling me to go out and get this um, uh, stuff you can get at GNC and you drink it and it masks the weed and all these other things. I'm like, well, what if it doesn't? I lose my job. Then I, you know, then I'm screwed. You know, I got to think about my apartment. I got bills to pay. I got to eat. I get, you know, I get my everything. I get, you know, so I'm like, well, what's more important? Unfortunately, I have to uh, not smoke. So I'm, it's just, it just sucks. You know. I am so glad I'm self-employed. <laughs> yeah, believe me. Tell I'm telling you, man. I'm hoping this. I'm hoping this. Stand up comedy thing pays off because stand up comedy doesn't make you pee in a cup to do it. You know, oh, no. As a matter of fact, they re- they f- they refuse you if you did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can smoke a joint. Come on, on the stage. <laughs> yeah, you can get high, you can drink. It's not as bad. I mean, there yeah. are there are a lot of sober shows, which is kind of cool. But my God, oh. yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fucking weird to go. Oh, Man. okay. See, I'm I'm forty. I just turned forty seven, and. If somebody said, oh, by the way, you have to pee in a cup, I'd be like, for what? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you, the first president to run on the national legalization or federal legalization of marijuana will be right in the White House. Boom. Uh, well, what do you do? What do you do? That, you. What do you do that you have to uh, that they drug test you? Is there anything dangerous? Uh, well, I, I just it, it, no, it, they, I'm going to be you know, using the company vehicle. So they're like, you know, if you're going to be driving for our company, um, you know, you're going to be subject to random drug tests. Oh, well. <laughs> Because it's driving their vehicle, I'm like, oh, come on, man. Wow. You know, wow. what I what I do on my own private time between you know after I punch out at five until nine in the morning is my business. Yeah. You know what I do between nine and five? If it looks like I'm impaired, I'll be in a cup. You know what I mean? But if I'm just showing up at work like I do with my coffee every morning, doing my job, and there's no problem, why do you have to bug me? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just leave me yeah. alone. I go home at the end of the day. I, I relax because, like, you know, I have my heart issues. It helps me out with yeah. that. You know, I mean, it helps keep my blood pressure down, helps you relax. Just get a prescription. Guess, you know, then it's a legal medication. Yeah. Oh, but then again, you could I'm be fine. under the you can be under the influence of prescription drugs too. That's ah, fucking bullshit. Right. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. I guess because it's states rights and 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 you know, because you know like in Colorado and California when I lived out there, um it's legal in the state, but because it's illegal federally, the uh, companies can still test you because it's an illegal drug. <laughs> So even though it's legal in the state, it isn't legal federally or recognized federally. So they still consider it illegal. I just, I just picture that scene from Shawshank Redemption in the beginning where they say fail when they, when they don't let red get his parole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Denied. I'm Denied. Uh, so, so no, LA, you were out in LA for a little bit doing the, doing the thing. I think yeah. what, what brought you back? Uh, well, that, that, you know, I had my heart issue and, and, uh, unfortunately I couldn't work for a while. And, uh, my girlfriend had a job and, uh, her friend was running this, uh, pet shop, uh, dog thing. And unfortunately that wasn't working out. So we were kind of getting towards the end of our lease and we were trying to figure out what to do. And, uh, you know, seeing the homeless people out in LA is really shocking because that's true homelessness. Like there, I saw the most homeless person I've ever seen in my entire life. And I was, I was like, man, we can't, we can't fall here because the fall is far. Yeah, I mean, we were three thousand miles away from anybody that we knew. Well, when, I was like, you know, it might be better go better going off, you know, back home and see if we can restart there. And well, not, I've not, lived on the streets growing up here, so. <laughs> well, not to joke about homelessness, but you said you see, I've seen the most homeless person. What is that? What is the most homeless person look like? 
Well, I'll tell you, uh, I worked at a, uh, a fabric company in um, downtown Los Angeles. It was about a mile from Skid Row. Uh. And the alleyway next to where I worked, um, at the other end of the alleyway, it opened onto a street that had a fence along it. And that's where all the homeless had built their shelters or along that fence. Mm-hmm. And the dumpster that we used to take our trash out was in that alleyway. And that alleyway was the bathroom for all the homeless people that lived on the other side of it. Oh, nasty. And yeah, so I mean, they actually literally had spray painted on the on the ground, no pooping, all along the buildings, but nobody listened, okay. right? Oh, God. So, yeah, and uh, so the, it, you're going down the alley in uh, August when it's about you know 98 degrees. Okay, uh, all right, we're good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> so that, yeah, now the now this guy, now this uh, the dumpster had a pallet next to it. One day I came out to go uh, take some trash out, and there was a, a, a man. Uh, probably in his late 20s, early 30s, uh, curled up on a, the dirtiest blanket I've ever seen, wearing the dirtiest clothes I've ever seen with the dirtiest beard, just completely just devastated homeless, curled up next to the dumpster. That, and there was feces around him, and, and it smelled like urine and garbage, and he, was, and he was laying there sleeping. And I was like, how did you get here? This is, I mean, this is, I can't picture anywhere lower than where we are right now yeah. for this person. Uh, and, I, and that was like the most homeless person I've ever seen in my life. I was like, how did, what happened? Like, yeah, just amazing. Like where he was, I just could, I didn't know what, you know, it was just incredible. So I felt that I felt horrible. I mean, there was nothing I could do. I mean, but yeah, it was just, it was sad. It, it was a tough, I saw a lot of crazy homeless, like crazy things in LA. Yeah, the, I mean, the, it was amazing. The thing about when I was, uh, cause I spent a lot of time, uh, on the West coast. Well, I got friends out there and then I visited out there. The thing is, especially, you know, even in Florida too, uh, if there's homeless people like like this homeless in New England, which I don't fucking understand because they're much warmer climates. Oh, so yeah. If you're gonna be homeless, then go somewhere else and be homeless. Why yeah. would you want to be homeless in a winter environment? It doesn't even make sense. I was sense. lucky. I was lucky when I was a teenager. My well, my I was a punk. I was a real jerk. You know, what I mean, my parents used to throw me out, uh, but they'd at least wait until spring to throw me out of the house. And then when it got to like November, <laughs> I would beg my way back in and I'd be able to stay through the winter and then I'd be a punk and they'd throw me back out again. So the, I was homeless during the, the warmer parts of the year. So. <laughs> they were good about that. Uh, but you're doing all right now. <laughs> you got a, you got a nice job. You get, you're taking your heart yep. medication. <laughs> you do a beautiful girlfriend, beautiful girlfriend, telling jokes, running around. And by the way, if you want a free stock, Todd, uh, because he's, you can't, you can't just like, He's not in the streets. He's got a place. And uh, in this place, he's on Facebook, actually. If you uh, type in Todd yep. Clay, you'll find him. He's Todd.Clay.75. Uh, maybe that's maybe there were 74 other Todds. Maybe that worked yeah. out. Um, but he's Todd Clay on Facebook. And is also on Twitter. And he it's, he uses it infrequently. But be part, of, be part of that action. He's at that... Todd guy, uh, that Todd Clay guy, that Todd yep. Clay guy. It's it's. There's a lot of T's and O's and D's in that, so it, it screwed me up visually. So, <laughs> so you got a lot of stuff going. How long you been? Uh, hold on a second. Uh, my wife just said, "Why the stats are thirty five percent of the homeless population of families with children, which are the fastest growing segment of the U.S. military." Now that now really, this is not a fun fucking show. This is this is no <laughs> longer fun. Down for everybody. You know something? I was I was hungry today. I had to go to the Moolahs. That was fucking depressing. Uh, you want to be depressed? Uh, Walk through the Moolahs. 
the people, yeah. I, I don't know how they fit to it down the aisles. They are big people. They are big. Yep. I don't know how we can be. We can be the most. We can be the culture that that most people are starving and homeless and obesity capital. I don't understand how we can be both. But fuck it. Let's yeah, take right? all. Let's take all the records. So let's move away from that because it's depressing. <laughs> let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk about this. How long you been doing stand up, Todd? Uh, it's been four and a half years. Four years as of this Feb- past February. So about oh. four and a half years. Congratulations! You're a late starter. What made you start so late? Yeah. Well, uh, there was uh, a, a year after I met my girlfriend, I uh, I quit smoking pot. I don't know what happened, um, but I decided <laughs> to quit for a while. You're afraid, um, afraid of being so homeless. I was bored. I had nothing to do. Yeah, I was like, so she's like, you know, I was sitting around the house, and I was like, you know, what do I do now with myself? You know, so she's like, well, what's something you've always wanted to do that you couldn't, you never really did because you were, you know, too stoned out there to, you know, care. You know, so I was like, oh, I've always wanted to do stand up. <laughs> So, yeah, so I, I gave it a try, and uh, my first time was at Bar City Club in Quincy. Okay, and I actually have the fir- I actually have the first time I ever did stand up on video. Nice. Yep, I just actually watched it a few minutes ago. It was pretty good. <laughs> Interesting. Were you high? Yeah, I probably was. No. <laughs> no, actually, no, that, no, actually, no, because I, it was still during the time I hadn't smoked. Oh, so yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't high. It was a band. It was like you gonna get high. <laughs> in a tower <laughs> oh man so you've been doing a you yeah, do an amazing job i mean yeah now you can't smoke at all which is fine actually there's a couple comics i've had on that are big i don't, I don't want to use the word pothead but they uh they tend to imbibe quite a bit um yeah and a couple of the get matt barry makes no secret about it he does it in his act he talks about it um just uh he's he's love uh will noonan actually i was doing a show with yep. will noonan and i go I know when I just went, I went, well, I, I don't take this the wrong way, but you smell like pot. He goes, Oh no, it's not me. It's my bag. And he opened up his backpack and he had like Mason jars full of the chronic. And I'm like, what, what? And I said, you know what? You know, it's strong when you can smell it through a fucking Mason mason jar. jar. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, but my thing is pot always smells better. You know, than than the effects. It's like sometimes with uh, it's with food, or sometimes. But anyway, I don't know where this fucking show is going. But it's it's fucking, it's <laughs> chronic. It's chronic. So you don't. So you don't. You you've been doing comedy for four years. Where are some of the places you play? Um, I do a lot of independent comedy shows that you know the comics run and stuff like that. And I've also you know the the comedy studio. I'm a regular over there at least a couple times a month. Um, you know, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. You can look up on the schedule. You find me on there. Yeah, um, I actually I've done uh, next a few times. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say I uh, I have not been at the studio in years, and uh, the studio is starting to make this new resurgence where like normal comics like who play everywhere are now playing there, which is great because before it was more yeah, of an exclusive thing. Yeah, and yeah, it's pretty neat. I like I love the comedy studio. It's one of my favorite places. It's to, a fun to room, man. It's a good room. Yep, and uh, especially the weekend shows uh, are consistently sold out. So it's just, uh, it's it's awesome. I love that feeling being in front of a lot of people. Yeah, know? Rick Jenkins knows his shit. He's been Great. doing it for years there. Yep. So I used to go up to Giggles. Um, Ari January used to have um, his. Uh, uh, used to do a booked open mic. Uh, once a month at Giggles, but he hasn't done that since I've moved back. Um, you know, he's doing great, so he doesn't have time for doing that. But I, I've done that, you know, Giggles up in Saugus. I did that a few times, and, uh, you know, um, Nick's Comedy Stop and Dick Doherty's. 
uh, Comedy Den, uh, Comedy Vault, and now Comedy Den um, over in uh, the financial district. And, uh, yeah, I've gotten around, you know, and then I just, like I said, I do a lot of the independent shows that a lot of the comics run around. Um, I go up to New Hampshire. I'm doing Whippersnappers coming up soon. Nice. Um, and, uh, you know, a couple of places like that. So, uh, you know, I got down to Rhode Island on the Comedy Connection. And, uh, yeah, it's great. I just, I just did another show last week down in Pawtucket for, uh, with uh, Tom Stewart down there. Oh uh, yeah, I just I actually just met Tom Stewart. We did a show up in New Hampshire. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's yeah. really funny. Nice guy. Yeah, he is very funny. He's a very funny guy. Yep. So that's great, man. You're working all the way around, you're doing all kinds of stuff. You staying staying sober, staying straight, no pot on your lipitor. You're doing all- <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> boo. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Todd. Um, we're gonna we're gonna ke- we're gonna pick this up after the break, but we're gonna take our second break when we come back. I'm gonna play a little game with you. Now, uh, it's gonna be fun and interesting, and I'm gonna test you because you and I are in the same demographic demographic, but We'll see. We'll see how it all goes. So, all right, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, you better if I was high, though. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. You're listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. (laughs) This is Ebenezer Scrooge, and if you're visiting Salem this holiday season, then come in and see me and Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. This humorous interactive performance reanimates the Dickens classic. Experience a Christmas carol with a twist on the Salem Trolley as the holiday tale is brought to life. Go to SalemTrolley.com and click the special tours link. This is Ebenezer Scrooge wishing you all a humbug. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. You know what today is? It's hump day. Woohoo! How happy are people listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia? Happier than a person with a hump on their back. Listen live every Wednesday to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Hump day! And you're back at Radio Air, regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and still on the phone with me, Mr. Todd Clay, very funny comedian. Yep, yep, yep. He's still there. Hoop, hoop. He's still there. <laughs> He's still doing his thing. So, uh, Todd, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play a quick game with you uh, that I play with. The, I play a, a kind of a game. I play a game with most of my listeners when they come on. Uh, in this game, we have not played in a while, and it's musically inclined. Uh, because I know we had talked during the pre-show, and um, you know maybe movies weren't your strong suit, so I said, you know something, let me give the man a little bit of music, and what we're gonna play is a little sounds like sax to me. Yeah. Now the sax sounds like sax game is I play a saxophone solo, or at least a clip of somebody playing saxophone from a song, and all you gotta do is guess the song that the saxophone solo was featured in. That doesn't sound bad, does it? no stuff. Yeah, you can, <laughs> well, you can I'm always... use my brain. You can, <laughs> you can, but some of these, actually... uh it's these so long. Well, these songs are fairly new, so you should be all right. Now, here's the, here's the good <laughs> thing. Here's the good thing. You and I are speaking almost instantaneously, so uh, you have an advantage over the audience because the audience is listening through a delay. 
Uh, now, there are more of them than of you, and that's their advantage, but you are quicker, so that's your advantage. So uh, here's the way it works. I'll play the song, and um, the songs are about uh, maybe 20, 25 seconds long, and if you know it, just yell it out. But if the audience types in before you answer, you lose. Oh. Yes. So don't worry. Uh, I think my past four guests have uh, e- eaten it completely. So that's fine. That sounds about right. So here's the first one. It's a more modern song, and I can help you out a little bit more. You, what I would love is the uh, the the the, uh, the the band or the artist or the performer, I should say, and the song. But if you just give me the song, let's go with that. Here's the first one. And this is a very modern song. Very contemporary. I know this. I... Oh, man. Yeah. I think when this comes on, I turn it back to ZLX. <laughs> <laughs> Any guesses? <laughs> Any, guess- Any guesses? Uh, uh, uh... Come on, you gotta. No, you gotta make it's it's uh, it's uh, worth Kanye. taking a guess. No, it's worth Kanye West. No, uh, no, it's not Kanye West. Paul actually mm. said it's "Talk Dirty to Me," and I, I don't know if that's a he's trying to guess the name of the Poison? song or he just wants a a conversation. No, that's the other. That's the other "Talk Dirty to Me." <laughs> that's, that's from my generation. <laughs> that is from my generation. It's you never, never seen a guy <laughs> talk dirty to me. Dun, 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 dun. No, it's actually, it's it's one of those songs that's floating around now. Uh, let's see. It may be a draw because nobody's written anything. I'll play it again. And this is just the saxophone because if I played anything else, it's a rap song. Oh, it's a girl. It's uh No. The name, oh, of, the, the name of the group is called Fifth Harmony. Oh, I'm wrong then. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Nobody? Life or death, I'd be getting a shot. This could be a draw. Oh. <laughs> Tell me about it, stud. Again, I don't think Paul is even playing the game. He's just talking some stuff. The name of the group is called Fifth Fifth Harmony, and nobody guessed, so... Okay, moving on! This is uh, worth <laughs> it. Give it to me, I'm worth it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah, it's worth it. Yes, but nobody got it, so it's a draw. That's the first time nobody's got it. <laughs> the whole the whole song is just that lyric. That's so, I mean, the whole. <laughs> that, I know the song. There is no fucking lyrics anymore. Speaking of no lyrics, this was a rap group that I was actually very. Uh, I love this group, uh, and this is probably mid nineties. Here we go. the Wu-Tang. No, but close. Close. Uh, Muppet Man. Okay. <laughs> My buddy yeah. Paul just wrote, cough syrup and radio irregardless, not a good combo. <laughs> <laughs> you need to drink more cough syrup. You'll see. Oh, Paul just got it. It's called a rump shaker. Rump Rex. Oh, yeah. Rex in effect. Rex in effect. Rex. And you boom, boom. Rump shaker. Yeah. 
What were you doing when this song came out? I might have been, I've been, might have been living in Florida, probably. Yeah? Yeah, I moved around a lot. <laughs> I went down, lived in the Keys for a while. Fort really? Lauderdale, Orlando. Oh, you are traveling, yeah. man. You are traveling, man. So that's two. So Paul got one. Paul got one. All right. So here's what we got. So Paul got one. Uh, so let's do this. Throw me an underhand pitch. All right. This one, you'll get this one. Uh, former former lead singer uh, of the police. Here we go. Can't give you much more of a hint than that. Sting. Yeah, I don't know who it is. Uh... It is Sting. What the hell song is this? I probably heard this in the dentist office when I was passing out. <laughs> There's a long saxophone solo. It's 34 seconds long. So Karen said Fortress. Four, four. She wrote Fortress Around Your Heart. And Karen got it right. Yeah. You know this game sax, man. Karen got it right. Is this? Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Around my heart. Yep. <laughs> Who knew there was a saxophone in there? Because the saxophone is an <laughs> underutilized instrument after all. <laughs> well, that would be trumpet. That's my sax. That's the- <laughs> well, I don't know my instruments. I, I, I got my GED. I'm lucky if I know how to wake up and hit the alarm in the morning. Well, I don't, I don't want to stress you out. You know something? What we're going to do is we're going to take some Lipitor, and we're going to take our third and final break. And, <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to ask Todd the questions I ask of all my entertaining guests. Tell us about your first time your best time, and your worst time. And one more thing in this last segment, we're going to have a little sample of Todd Clay's act. Enjoy that. You're listening to Radio Irregardless, and we'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or co-workers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com.
you're back at Radio War Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was just a sampling of Todd Clay's act, uh, his adventures in the dollar store with condoms and pregnancy <laughs> tests. <laughs> uh, what a world we live in. Oh, Crazy. That's so funny, man. And, and you know, it sucks because uh, the comics send me the clips, and the clips are like seven, eight minutes, and some of them are really good, and I have to kind of cut it down to about a minute or so and it's you know it's blasphemy but um it's a great thing for the audiences uh you know uh, for audiences of the show to really go see you and again if you want to follow todd uh he's on facebook at todd.clay.75 but just type in todd clay and you'll find him or stalk him on twitter he's at that todd clay guy on Twitter, <laughs> and he's probably going to get his own. Guy. He's going to get his. Uh, he's going to get his website soon. It's going to go. Go fuck yourself. That's. <laughs> I'm. I'm taking Lipitor. Or is, is Lipitor for no? Is Lipitor for heart? Yeah, I think I take that too. Yeah, I mean, I got, yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, for plaque. It's no problem. No, I take all these different things, and I just take them in the morning. I don't even know what they're called anymore. Oh, dude, I. I I was I just pills. I can't. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I bought a new chair because my back. Is well, hurting. I used to take pills and enjoy them. But I was just, you know, <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do so you can live. You know. I just keep selling them. Just keep selling them. <laughs> uh, you get, you're not gonna be one of those people. Uh, you go, oh, if five years ago there were people having, um, there was people on medication, and now it's like you're gonna be one of those old people <laughs> sitting there going, I get my medication through the state. <laughs> oh yeah. I'd love to do one of those commercials, you know? Yeah. Uh, although I'm afraid, uh, well, I'm going to be taking one of those drugs that ends up on one of those. If you took this, call 1 800 bad drugs. Oh, drug. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have Holy to stop taking like every other day. Oh, my God. They were like, oh, the F Food and Drug Administration, uh, Food and Drug Administration approved it. And then, like, two months later, they're, they're suing everybody for it. I'm like, you know, FDA is not a good thing. Uh, That's crazy. And speaking of good thing, why don't you enlighten me and my lovely audience by telling us about your first time, your best time, and your worst time uh, on, see, stage. First time, on stage? On <laughs> stage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I was about to go in the opposite direction. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. My first time ever doing stand-up comedy was in February of 2011 at the Varsity Club in Quincy, and uh, that was awesome. I uh, had my big old fat notebook with me and. Uh, Reading right out of the book. I actually have the first time I ever did stand up on video. I can go and watch that whenever I feel like I hadn't didn't have a good set recently. I'm like, oh yeah, and I watch that and I'm like, ah, it's not bad, but you know. And uh, no, it was a good time. I really like that. I mean, I I get addicted immediately. The first laughs that came back, it it was like I'm hooked, you know. Yeah. And it was it's just a lot of fun. So I was I, I, you know I've just been pursuing it you know ever since then. So. It was a great time. Nice. Now, now you've been doing it four years, and the first time is, you know, of course, a great moment for you. But uh, tell us about yep. your best time thus far in your career. Uh, that's kind of a draw. I mean, um, before I moved to California, uh, my parents came and saw me at the comedy studio, which was awesome. Um, it was great to have my parents and, the, you know, friends and everything in the audience, and it was a great show. And, I mean, I loved that. That was so much fun. And uh, uh, in comparison to that, I was in L.A. and I actually got to perform at the Comedy Store, and that was amazing. So uh, it's a draw between those two, but nice. I, I'm gonna have to say, if I had to choose, it would probably be the Comedy Studio when my parents were there because that was just so much fun. You know, it was great to have them sitting in the audience and watching that kid up there doing all you know crazy stuff and having fun and getting laughs, and it was fun. It was a good time. So yeah. that has to be my best time. You know, that's yeah. that is a that is a good time. The first time I did stand up, my dad was in the audience. 
and the oh, uh, first time, the oh, man. first time, yeah, and he was he was wow. like going, you know, he's not heckling, but he certainly was really going back and forth with the host, and it was a lot. It, it's just it was a very special, so I can understand that as the tie for yep. the draw. Now that you've told us about your first time, which is a great moment, and then your best time with your very your parents and the you know that those two moments, your tie for your best. Tell us about. <laughs> The exact opposite. The worst time on stage for you. Well, I'll tell you, to be honest, there used to be, and it's so sad that it's gone, an open mic in Boston called Grandma's Basement. Oh, yeah. And anybody who's a, yeah, anybody who's a comic in Boston has to remember Grandma's Basement because it was awesome. It was a great mic, but it was also a very difficult mic to get any laughs at. So it was a consistent mic. It was just you bomb almost every time you went there. And I used to get... <laughs> Just sometimes I avoid it. I'd be like, I just, I'm not going. I just can't do it, you know. Uh, but it, it, would, it would teach you, you know. I mean, it was a great way to learn by going someplace like that and not doing well because it would just force you to write, force you to work. But every time I went there, it was like my, my heart would be in my throat. I'm like, oh, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> I'm going to eat it again. <laughs> oh, grandma's basement. I love it and hate it all at the same time. You know. Those what was, what was the uh, what was the worst set like? Not, I mean, that's the worst room, or the, where you had the worst sets. But to just tell us one of the the worst set. Like, what did people throw something at you? It was just hard to get a laugh, or oh, it's just it's just tough. Like when you know people have been drilled. Like, oh, there's a, another time I did a show in Rhode Island. It was at a bar, and this comic was he's a he's a, a comic that, that kind of get run out of comedy in, in Rhode Island, and uh, he basically used to just surprised the bar with the show like nobody knew there was going to be a comedy show until he got up on the microphone and said hey everybody here's comedy right now and it was horrible you know what i mean and so now you get all these locals in a dive bar who now you're invading their bar yeah and you're, you're, you're trying to get their attention they're watching the game or playing pool or something so yeah i did that room and it was just horrible <laughs> nobody was paying attention everybody was pissed that we were there and it was just like we had to struggle through our sets. Everybody went up and had a horrible time, but it was, you know, it was, it was, yeah, it was awful. Oh, but, fuck. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> Surprise! We're going to ruin your night with the comedy show. It was those, just like people were just not interested at that's all. That's some yeah. of the best shows. Like, like now yeah. they're not, I mean, when you do them, they're not fun, but when you think back on them, they're, they're actually fairly entertaining. You know, uh, I'll tell you, I met Steve Martin briefly. I went and went to his book signing. Uh, I went to his uh, book tour. Uh, Steve Martin. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure this is a canned answer that every comedian at his level gives when somebody like myself says, Hey, I'm a comedian. Can I have some advice? But what he told me was get on every stage that you can. Oh yeah. Take every opportunity that you can. Cause each time is going to be a learning opportunity, whether it's good or bad, you know? And, uh, that's what I do. I mean, even if it's a bad show, you'll learn something from it. If you walk away, you know, on, you know, don't take it personal is what I've learned. You know, mm -hmm. it might not make it, you know, just keep going. You know, you know, you're not going to catch on fire. Just keep going. So, <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I've been to some shows where I really believed that they were going to light me on fire. I really did, <laughs> but you don't have to worry about that. Cause you're doing, you do an amazing job. And what do you got coming up over the next, uh, uh next couple of weeks or so, a couple of months, anything big, um, any big I'm shows? Yeah, I'm going to be up at uh, Whippersnappers up in Londonderry, New Hampshire on September 23rd. It's a Wednesday night. Yep, this Wednesday. Uh, that's a great show. It yeah, is. a great show, Alana. Uh, so, uh, so let's go put that together. Um, I'm going to be up in JT's Tavern September 24th, again in uh, New Hampshire, in Salem, New Hampshire. That's uh, the 
the next night. That's Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, Quan's Kitchen, that's going to be local from, you know, people around here. And I'm, I'm in Weymouth. So uh, that's in Hanover on September 26th on a Saturday night. Oh, is is and, uh, uh, is Annette doing the Halloween show this year down at Quan's? She is, yeah. Okay. Um, she asked me to do it, but uh, Halloween's like my girlfriend's favorite holiday, and I couldn't. Yeah, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta trick my girl, man. I can't be. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend's a comedy <laughs> widow already. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm man. never home, so if I uh, if I took that show, she wouldn't be too happy. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be actually uh, doing the show with her, um, Quan's Kitchen. That's on September 26th, and uh, that should be a great show. Uh, nice. Chris Tab's actually the headliner for that. So. Yeah, that's a fun show. I, I've I've done that yeah. uh, two years in a row. It's a really fun show. Yeah. So and. Uh, couple local shows like at maggie's lounge in quincy that's october 7th and october 15th and back at the comedy studio nice in uh, cambridge so nice. If, uh, yeah come out and see me october 15th or any one of those shows and we're all guaranteed to be a good time so yeah and you guys uh definitely follow todd on facebook and twitter and uh, go see him at the shows uh because you know he's on heart medication and you never know and this could be like oh <laughs> you never know get his autograph get his fucking autograph that's it right. might be worth some dough later on so <laughs> Right. I'm, I'm teasing you got plenty more years in the business yeah. but hey todd man thanks for so much for being part of the show it's uh it's been great having you on man i really appreciate it well i appreciate you giving me the opportunity man this has been great all right hey i'm sure we'll see each other over the next uh, few months or few weeks or something like that but man thanks again all the best i uh, i'll see you around the campus my friend all right see you from the stage man all right take care that was Todd Clay, everybody. Very funny guy. Uh, he's on Lipitor, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he's he's taking care of himself. You got to take care of yourself. You just got to. And speaking of taking care of yourself, I want you guys to take care of, uh, of yourselves as well because I got some stuff coming up, and I'd love for you guys uh, to come see me uh, at my stuff. Um, this weekend, I got a lot going on this weekend. It's a very busy weekend. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday, I'm doing a corporate all-day event, uh, corporate tomorrow. Uh, that's on Thursday. Friday, I'm doing another corporate event in the morning, and then I'm at the Kowloon in Saugus, Mass. Uh, and Frank Centarelli, uh, Georgie from uh, The Sopranos, and I love Frank. He's just so funny, and he's going to be up there on, Saturday, on, on Friday night. Saturday, I'm doing a corporate gig in the morning, I do, and then I'm hosting a benefit show at uh, Laugh Boston, uh, 3 o'clock. It's a fundraiser, uh, and I'm hosting that show. And then after that, I go up to the Kowloon again on Saturday night where Corey Rodriguez is going to be closing the show out in Saugus. So if you're around this weekend, uh, definitely do that. And here's the thing. The last show, Sunday, uh, Oscars Pinatas in Tewksbury. They're doing a comedy contest, and I'm one of the judges for the comedy uh, content. Oh yeah, uh, Paul just got booked at Waylus. Oh by the way, they tore down Waylus today. And as Billy Martin always said, when we're at the Kowloon, he goes a note from Kowloon's management: Waylus sucks. <laughs> that's when they were doing. That's when they were, they were booking comedy at Waylus. And I've done comedy at Waylus. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Not anymore. Not anymore. Now it's just a pile of rubble, rubble, rubble. There you go. So that's what I got going on. Hey, guys, uh, as always, uh, if you want to be a sponsor in the show or a guest, uh, email me at radioirregardless at gmail.com. Uh, you can call the show, 978-219-9294. Be part of that. Next week, another comedian guest, very funny, Sandy Summer Dawn. You're going to love her. She's very funny. Guys, have a great week, and we'll see you soon. 
This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2015. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening.